Welcome to the Wild Show. My name is James Tyler. I'm Sam Hall. And we have our crazy producer. I'm pretty crazy. <laughs> and we have today's guest, Martin from Memcap, who's going to tell us about a new project he's part of in a bit. But first, we are going to find out what everybody's been doing in the last week also after the last podcast. What have you been doing in the last few weeks since the last podcast, Sam? I haven't done much, really, actually. You haven't done much? No, I haven't. I haven't worked again. Have you been racing since the last podcast? No, I haven't, but I've been helping Mum with her events. So have you gone to them? What did you do this morning? I went to the hospital this morning getting bloods done. Getting bloods done? What does that mean? Because they took blood out of my arm. Why did they do that? Because I got my operation on Tuesday. I see. And it's left a bruise there. And I said, if it was me, I would have given them, I would have given them a bruising back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last weekend I was watching all the warm-up games in the rugby before the World Cup starts. And Wales finally won I know. their game. We can, we can talk about that later. Yes, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything you've been up to? You've been doing anything interesting? I've just been wor- working, really. And I became a voluntary transport champion for the for the West Wales Dream Team. When did that happen? That started on Tuesday. Oh, okay, so you have been doing something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I went and met up with a group that this podcast will meet eventually called the Moore Group, which is... People are learning abilities being paid to be able to, to, to make artwork and then sell it okay. at events. That's similar to what Sam does yeah. with her rocks. Yeah. You, you finished a rock this week, didn't you? Yes, so that was that. for you. I had a goblin. I got a, I got a little goblin on a rock. Yeah. I put up a picture of it. Whoa, look, there he is. He's flying yeah. around the screen. This will look really cool in the video vision. <laughs> That's pretty much what I've done since the last podcast. God, nothing's been happening this week. You, you, you normally got stuff to blab about for ages. <laughs> sure. Martin, have you been up to anything interesting over the last couple of weeks? Um, a lot to do with my work. Um, but on a personal note, obviously, my uh, not a lot of people know me, so I will introduce myself later on. But my wife is expecting a baby, so we've been doing a lot of things around the house, getting stuff ready, uh, organizing bits and pieces. Um, and yeah, I mean, other than that, like. I, I don't get to do a lot really because with a small family you, you, you concentrate on them mm-hmm. first so maybe that segues nicely into the guest segment then yeah <laughs> okay so as I said we got Martin here um, he promised to come and talk to us today before he uh, has four weeks of banging headaches <laughs> <laughs> four weeks of no sleep <laughs> yeah um so tell us about a project that you're working on with Mencap then. Yeah, so basically um, I'll introduce myself as Martin um, O'Reilly, if you if you want my full name. Um, as you can tell by my accent, I'm not local. I'm from Ireland originally. And I'm not good at accents. And I said to you, what part of Wales are you from? And <laughs> yeah. A few months ago, and then you went, I'm actually from Ireland. <laughs> yeah, because to be fair, I didn't know whether you would joking or whether you were <laughs> no James, James has said before that he thinks I don't have a Welsh accent yeah well yeah. You know, some people's accents are like no. my, my my dad is good at recognising accents if Martin walked past my dad my dad would pick up an Irish accent 
Yeah. But my accent has probably quite cha- changed quite a bit. I've been over <laughs> in Camarden since 2009. I moved over originally to study. So I did a degree up in Trinity St. David's, uh, a degree in PE teaching. And then after that, I went to work. Um, I decided not to continue my PE. I got my degree, but decided not to f- go into teaching. Um, and instead, I started working in learning disabilities as a as a support worker, basically as a as a as a PA, um, and really really enjoyed it. And then after that, I went to the NHS, and worked there for seven years uh, in physiotherapy, um, which was difficult, but then um, I enjoyed the challenge. So I I stuck with it for a few years. Wanted to change the scene again, and uh, I've then joined MenCap. Um, last year we were we were I was I was working as a facilitator. Uh, up until April this year, and then we have um, a new service, like James was saying. It's a, it's a preventative service, um, brand new, um, and it's it's working in collaboration with loads of other groups um, around Camardenshire to try and produce a preventative service that stops people from basically going into a crisis situation. The MenCap yeah. being the learning disabilities branch of that. Um, our other partners are um, Age Cymru, um, a very ad, um, mind, um, and Wallach, and we've got lead providers of Nacro and Pubble who um, help with housing and other issues as well. Like so, it's quite a lot of groups trying to come together and trying to create a service. We've only been around since April, so it's going to take quite a while to get settled and know what we're all doing, but. You know, it's when you say, uh, pre- sorry for interrupting, when you say preventative service, could you just explain a little bit more about what that means? Yeah, a preventative service uh, can mean anything that stops you from breaking down and going into a crisis. So an example would be recently I've been helping a lady who's just moved from Pembrokeshire into Camardenshire. She um, has lost all her benefits so needed a little bit of support um with getting food so i helped refer her to the food bank so then she could get emergency food package um, put in place and then get in touch with the food bank so that's going to prevent her basically from going into a crisis situation where she's got no food and obviously she you know it gets things sorted before try and get things sorted Yeah. yeah yeah you know um we all know that like there's a lot of pressure on a lot of services at the moment, social services especially. Um, and if there's, if there's anything that we can put in place to stop people from relying on those services, um, it can take a little bit of pressure off them. Um, if people have already hit crisis by that time, we're not the correct service, but that's not to say that we can't still direct people on to to help them find that, that support. Like, you know, and, and like I say, the MenCap side of that is... is dealing with learning disabilities and autism and you know like I say it does if anybody got any questions I don't think there's a wrong answer you can try and find out like you know if we can help we will how did you get involved with MenCap funnily enough actually I was like I say working for the NHS and I had been there for seven years quite stressful a lot of the time especially through COVID times and I needed to change my job I was working five days a week I'd had a little bit of what would you call I suppose a like a a mental health issue where I was just so stressed out I couldn't I couldn't cope with work for 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 a long deep going going back in the past I worked in stroke and my father had passed away he'd he'd had a stroke and then I found it quite difficult to actually 
continue working in stroke so I needed a change of scenery um, and luckily enough or coincidentally I don't know how or why but um, I was bringing my daughter to um, a baby group and in that same baby group was um, one, of, one of the partners I now work with Antonia you might have met some of you might have met Antonia she does be here sometimes um and she was she was bringing her little boy to um to the same group and and through them chatting and, and hearing about a job that was coming up with men cap that was three days a week previously the the, the facilitator role that I used to do I um yeah I uh, I applied for the role and, and got it and I've worked like I say in 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 support before with guys with learning disabilities and I've really really enjoyed it and I thought you know I that's that's something I'd like to take on and do and because it's challenging it's good so yeah. yeah so yeah so that was me and then I was working three days a week and then this new role has come out now so I'm back to five days a week <laughs> which is fine it just takes a bit of adjusting um but yeah it's not a massive challenge like trying to create a brand new service but yeah it's exciting that's it do you have any more questions for him? um what is the goal for the future for Mencap? I, I wouldn't well for our service I think our goal is to try and create the best service we have basically and I know it sounds corny but you know we've got a we've got a big challenge we've got a lot of things that we have to pull together different groups we have to get and in, 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 you know get around the table and have a chat with and try and like I say creating a service that's never been done inside in Camardenshire before and it's quite exciting Um, so for us that's going to be our that's that's our biggest challenge for the future is creating that service and how it's gonna how it's gonna look. It's we have to start everything from fresh. We have to organize brand new paperwork. We have to organize um how we're gonna work together. Um, get out there and talk to people. Um, eventually we'll have to create a citizen panel, which will be quite exciting to get people's opinions. Like you know, not just what what we think people need. We want to find out what people are missing, what they need. Like, um. So yeah, that's that that that's going to be probably a couple of years down the road um by the time we get it all together but yeah it's 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 ambitious plan i think because some of your uh, like work colleagues like come to the club on the wednesday they do for because they have like a table in front they so. do yeah yeah and that's again that's about putting yourself out there isn't it? And, and and meeting people and finding out what they need um the processes of referrals we can get referrals from any any from anything from word of mouth from people um we're in the processes of of creating our flyers so that'll hopefully have um, a phone number on it and an email if people need to contact us and it literally could be about anything like if somebody with a learning disability if they need advice on anything come to us and we can try and answer it for them like i say if they're already in crisis we might might not be the right team for them but at least we can try and direct them to the right area and see what they need like you know um so yeah so the guys go to the mix on a wednesday um i go the odd time up to up to the dog and piano so i aim to be there maybe once a month once i've got we've got our flyers created we'll be able to put it out there a bit more like you know and and and, you know get building up that like network of 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 people that we know and people know us like that they can come to us i think it's quite important to be able to meet people face to face it's just a way of um, making sure that people know you're a service that's available yes because that's the that's going to be the challenge of anything at first isn't it is is people just want no, no it's a thing yeah. that exists especially yeah. people with learning disabilities who would struggle to find information on their own yeah 100 percent. and that's why we've we're in the process like i say of creating that flyer um 
there is a competition at the moment it, it will end on the 18th of september so depending on when uh this podcast goes out live um it's also on it's on uh Kamaradenshire people first facebook page um to give you an idea of what we're looking for it's it we try we've worked with barod here to try and have an easy read make it simple we just want uh an information just all we need is the telephone number and like a like an email that people can contact us and ask us and then we can just we can find find out the answers for them um so yeah so if anybody's interested in in um in, in designing um a flyer and, and a picture for that um for that a picture for that flyer have a look on the facebook page on uh, people's first is already kind of a rough design of what um true consultation with the guys in barrod what we're looking for like um so yeah it's very exciting times that's what we want we want people that have learning disability and autism to be the ones that are directing how things look not our decision of how things look it's 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 the people's decision right so we're on to our next segment now and we'll is, make... is there, just before we move on is there anything you feel like you need to say about the service or or do you think you've said everything you need to um like I say, I think um, it's, a, it's a brand new service, so it will take time. I think uh, we all understand that we won't necessarily have all the answers, um, but through our, our network of, of different groups that we're working with, if we, we you know, we try and it's, it's a, they're looking for an open door policy, which basically means that no, no answer is wrong. No door is closed. So if you've, if you've got a query, come to us, if we will do, if we don't have the answer, we'll try and sign somebody that does have the answer and uh yeah no, did you say how people would access this service um yeah i mean like i say there's going to be a phone number there is already a, a true connect commandanture and their connect commandanture website there is um, a phone number so we're in the process of deciding whether that phone number needs to go on to our flyer or do we need to put on um mencap's hotline phone number um it's a little bit complicated um so it's still in the process of, t- of discussing that and then we do also have our own um our own email address um i didn't give the email address though actually for the competition so like i say the submission date is the 18th for the competition and the email address if you have a design for the flyer send it to uh community partners at mencap.org.uk so that's all one word, community partners, with an S at the end, at mencap.org.uk. And yeah, it's it's that it's trial and error how how the, how people are gonna meet us and how we're gonna how we're gonna help them. Like you say, some people will meet at, at like 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 sort of mix that Sam says. Some other thing, other people will meet at events. Um, our lead providers have referral forms so they will filter stuff down to us if, if people if get in contact with them that's through their phone number which i won't give out now because uh, we don't know if we're actually going to be using it um and yeah i think it's a work in progress it'll take time it's going to take you know three or four years or more to, to get a service that that runs the it's, way it's people thing, want it to run like it's a thing that needs to exist because because a problem a lot of people run into just from stuff i've heard is they need help immediately or, or you know, just to stop crisis from happening, yeah. like you were saying, but then to go through the official channels, it takes so long and they won't be priority yeah. until they're in crisis. So yeah. it's yeah. it's almost like people need to get to a point that they shouldn't be at to get yeah. the help that they need, yeah. which is not good. It no. shouldn't work like that. No, no, definitely not, like I say. And yeah, hopefully we can we can find that ground where we're meeting mm. people's needs before they get to that crisis. Like, you know, 
and um, uh, yeah I mean we're always open to suggestions of how people think it's going to be the best way to see them I hot desk here in in uh, of people's first on a on a Thursday um, that's only once a week at the moment but that could be more I could be more flexible we go out and meet people out to the houses if that helps for them meet them in public places you know whatever way people want to connect with us reach out and, and, and as long as they're getting the support that they need that's the main thing like how, how we achieve that would be probably different depending on the situation but yeah right now I think we're ready to move on yeah <laughs> thank you uh, Martin so I was going to um, I was going to give Sam a film to watch this week that's really good, but I forgot to give it to her. What film was it going to be? A film that's about six, seven years old now, which is a Vincent van Gogh movie. And it's all his paintings being recreated by artists all over the world, made into a movie. Oh, I, th- I think I've heard of what you're talking about. And some of the characters in portraits have been created into the characters of the film. Is it an animated movie? Yeah. yeah, I think, I think I've think i heard of it. I've never watched it, though. No, which is a really good one, and Sam says she hasn't seen it, but um, uh, you can't beat that kind of film because it's really... What can't you beat about it? What do you like about it? How clever it is just to do paintings and then get live actors, and then they look like the character in the painting moving around so... different scenes that... Vincent van Gogh painted. So how, how, how did they do it? Was it all just animated or did they have actors for some stuff? They had to paint, do paintings and they had to change, take some paint away from the paintings sometimes because things needed to look like they were moving. Like stop motion. And lights were coming on and off. Oh, so it's... Yeah. That's, I, I'll, have to, I'll have to look into it. This sounds interesting. Um... Like at the beginning, it shows you the starry night thing, goes mm. over the hill... Then it takes you to the yellow house and there's a pub on the side of the yellow house and it shows you two people like fighting outside. Is is it like a sh- is it a short film or is it like a like a proper film with a story and everything? It's like a 2-hour film, yeah. Okay. What is it does it have a story or is it just Yeah, it's a story. What it, what the main what the what the what the main character is looking for. His father used to be Vincent van Gogh's um postman. Okay. And they haven't heard from Vincent van Gogh or his brother for a long time. So what um, happens is the postman sends his son to Paris where where Vincent van Gogh's brother was, was based. And then this painter says, well you're not going to be able to deliver this letter to Theo van Gogh. And then he's like, why? Well, he died. And then he talks through that. And then he says, well, Aver is where Vincent van Gogh went. You you need to talk to her, to this dodgy, uh, to this dodgy um, uh, policeman that used to look after him. <laughs> Can't be too dodgy then. <laughs> and then um and um it's a really it's a really good film eventually they um you're gonna spoil the ending no 
Maybe leave it there then. I, am, it's, it's, I, am, I am watched it that long, but it's you. But they've recreated the scene, uh, like like the Yellow House. They created Starry Night. They've brought paintings in. They've they brought pictures as a scene for the characters. It, it sounds like they used the BN. Van Gogh's paintings as like a base mm. for the art style. Which is yeah, cool. Yeah. Because his, his, his art is very uh, interesting. I am. Um, I've been to the, the, the Vincent Magal Museum, excuse me, <clears throat> in um, Amsterdam. Yeah. yeah. It's quite interesting. Yeah. Mm. Well, how it, how it started, I found out about him, is mm. that I wanted to do drawing and stuff, and I joined the VZ Gallery for a bit. Mm. And they said to me, before you can draw or paint anything, First of all, you need an artist that inspires you. Who mm. inspired you? And I said, I don't really know any artist, but friends and all that. Yeah. I said, I said, I just want to do what I can achieve. And they're like, write tons of books over there, get them out, find somebody that inspires you. And, Van Gogh, uh, and then it was Van Gogh that Ooh. inspired. Did you read through quite a few of them, and he, he stuck out to you? Yeah. I think I think. He's and I and I watched a documentary which was about the story of. Of Vincent Van Gogh. He had a difficult life, hadn't he? Yeah. That's what I think is interesting about him because I think sometimes maybe people only appreciate or interpret his art through the lens of who he was as a person. But I think like his art is interesting in of itself. It's 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 good. Because I done some paintings of his, and also I got two books as well. Mm. No. Which ones? Which ones do you like? Well, I liked them all. But I paint. I don't think what much ones I paint now, but I have done a couple of his. So. You'll have to go to his museum. Have you been to his museum? I haven't, no. There's one in... One for the list. Oh, yeah. There's one up in London, and also there's one in Amsterdam as well, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah in Amsterdam. So. I quite like a lot of the art in there, but I really... My favourite artist is Monet. Yeah. So, that, that's a, I actually went to, to the art museum just to see the Monet there. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did quite like sunflowers as well, Van Gogh's sunflowers. That's, yeah. that's quite a nice piece as well. Because he's, he's one of my favourite artists here, so I've been inspired by him. Another artist that I really like now is um, Lowry. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's another one he's I, done, I painted. He's done a lot too. of paintings of Manchester. Yeah, he's very... He's very um, yeah. Um, they like stick man, so yeah, it's it's usually uh, working man's work. Yeah, like, who's like, this? Like, uh, Lowry. Lowry. Yeah. Yeah. L S Lowry. So it's usually um, houses and stuff, but, isn't it? It's, uh, it's land uh, scenery. Well, but but, but I did. But but I found out about him by working at the Torch Theatre, and there was this film called Miss Lowry and Son. Mm. And I thought I was just one of these crap movies that uh, is not going to make any money. <laughs> and then this lady came over to me and started singing this song. And then she was like, "Help me, love, try and sing the song." I was like, "Well, well I don't know what you, I don't know what you're singing about." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then when I saw the film, um, sense, it was a film about Lowry. Mm. Um, and then I realised it was about an artist that went through a hard, another artist that went through a hard time. Mm, yeah. Um, and uh, and what that inspired me to do was I needed to go to Salford at some point and see the museum. Yeah, cool. And then I actually went there last year, and I and and and, and I thought this is a big building, 
uh, with a museum upstairs and downstairs. It was actually a cinema <laughs> with a small little thing. But in the, at the end of the film, it shows you this big building mm. and it makes it look like it's a massive museum, but it was only a small little mm. bit at the, at, in the corner. Well, this is what I painted of Lowry's. So. Yeah, it's very nice, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Like I can't draw at all. No, me either. It's 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 just something I'm not capable of doing. My, I don't. My think, wife can. Yeah. She's she she's no. she's fantastic artist. Yeah. I think uh, it's interesting. We've walked in to talking about art in the oh, media I appreciate subject. It, <laughs> well, it's a type. It's a type of I don't know. It's art type of yeah. media. Yeah. It's a type of art and art and media. Kind we've of gone from we've gone from a film to actually talking about. So have you have you artists. ever seen a Monet? Um, no, wasn't Monet the work that Jack was doing in the film Titanic? I don't know. Say well, Jack's Monet. not real, so this, probably is, this would be a Monet. <laughs> this would be a Monet. It's very colourful, it's, oh, right. it's usually landscape. It's quite, uh, yeah, they're really good. Oh, yeah, is, is it like a style or is it a specific? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's okay. definitely a, 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 a style. Like. Mm. But Vincent van Gogh, out of the ones I like, is the top. He's, yeah. he's your favourite one? Yeah. Anything else? Sam, have you been, have you been consuming any media? Um, You're usually watching something on TV. I'm trying to think what, 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 to think what I've been watching this week, because I've been watching the football. Just the football? Football's a media su- subject. <laughs> but I, I have been watching the foot like the England like team because they've been playing this week as well and they're playing again tomorrow. But... That woman got stomped on. That's all I know about. That's the big drama. And and she's now been banned for two games now. They they lowered it from three to two. So mm-hmm. she, if they get to the final, she'll be able to play again. I don't know. No, they playing. They England are playing again tomorrow. Yeah, but but when you get a red card, you're banned for three games. But I think they lowered it to two. Uh, so if if England were to get to the final, she'd be able to play in that or something. Oh, I'll, I'll check later. There. I'm unsure. So I'm a big fan of football. James, myself. you said earlier that you you'd seen some movies. In the was it were you going to say you'd seen some movies in the torch that you could talk about? Yeah. What have you been What have you been watching? Right. So I saw a terrifying film last week called Insidious Red Door. Okay. Which, um, it was a, when I looked at the, at the advertisement, I thought it's going to be like a very creepy horror movie, but I thought, um, but there's going to be nothing loud in it nothing scares you <laughs> jumpy no, no films don't you no I mean Halloween films don't even make me jump out of my skin but but actually this film did <laughs> psychological thriller yeah it was like I was sitting like, seen I, was, I was like sitting down and you got all the audience in there as well mm. and then he went into this MRI scanner and all the lights went out Mm-hmm. And then he's shouting to his uh, the guy's shouting to his doctor, and he's got all these photo things in his head, in mm. in his head, mm. this guy, mm. and he thinks the doctor's been killed or left the room or whatever, 
and he just shouts hello hello are you there and stuff and then you and, and then i saw these two eyes appearing behind behind him and i went ooh okay but then all of a sudden it just went from that to a very big bang and then you 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 saw a skeleton face appear right behind him and he jumped and then and then i heard about half of the audience scream. <laughs> <laughs> like a primal fear, doesn't it? I think a lot of people don't like an MRI, that claustrophobic fear yeah. of already being in that situation yeah. and then the lights going out. Okay? Yeah. Not a lot of people like the dark. And, and, and then... And, 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 yeah. and they it looked like this guy was creeping down towards him in there as well. And they just let himself out. And then the doctor comes in the room and just goes, oh, you, you're... What, what is up? Oh, you left me in the scanning machine. You have been sleeping for fifteen minutes. You've been mm. uh, your 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 RMI went really well. Like, mm. yeah. okay. <laughs> he was dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> or was he? Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> do they re- do they reveal what's behind the red door? Mm. Well, in the end, no, he doesn't want to give it away. No, don't give no. it away. <laughs> give it away. <laughs> it's going to be a spoiler. I'm not going to watch it. Have you, have, you, have you seen a film? And there's also a theatre show of it. The, the Woman in Black. You heard of that one? Oh yeah, I heard of that. But what's the name's in it? I haven't, from Harry I haven't seen it. No. It's, quite, it's quite creepy because in the theatre show of it, apparently I haven't I haven't experienced it. But uh, somebody dresses as the woman in black and and walks That's around cool. in the audience during the show. So it's and it's dark. They keep the whole the whole theatre dark, like you know. Oh, so right. she could just pop up beside you, <laughs> <laughs> which would be quite, um, quite scary. Yeah. Then. Okay, what's the other film I've seen? I've seen. You were talking about it yesterday. Barbie. We did. We did. We we went to see Barbie together as a podcast thing. Nice. Yeah. Um, but not that. We've got a different no. thing where we talk about that that I haven't even started editing yet. Ah, cool. Um. Um. But you saw the other one. Indiana Jones. Uh, have you seen that? Yes. Well, no, no spoilers, I haven't seen it. It's against, well, the next two films, which is Indiana Jones and another one, got the Nazis involved. <laughs> this Indiana Jones at the beginning, uh, Harrison Ford looks like how he looked in the very first film at the beginning. Mm. And then they show you what he, what he's like today then. And he's got the Nancys to try trying to get hold of this big sharp swordy knife. You you talk about this on the film show that hasn't gone out yet, so you don't need to spend too much time on no. it. The other film you don't though. Okay, the other film I can't spell it properly. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Oh, okay, yes. I yes. saw that on yeah, I saw it on Tuesday. Yeah. What did you think? It got it got it got really boring for me. <laughs> I un- I understand. I understand it, but it was based on a true story. It's a bit confusing to understand the story, really. What did you think of the film then? It was a bit hard to understand. How long did you? How long did it feel? Because it is a long movie. It's three hours long. Well, well I was told it was going to be two and a half hours. Well, they lied to you. <laughs> and, uh... Half an hour of trailers before a cinema starts. <laughs> no, we all know it's, a, it's, it's actually five minutes of trailers in the torch. Oh, you're lucky. Yeah. yeah it's not good. like The View where you have to sit through half an hour. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. So you didn't think much of Oppenheimer then? No. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's very good. 
Well, lots of people seem to be uh, making a big deal of going to see it. Friends of mine and all that. And I, and I was just thinking the other night, what's the big fuss of this? Because I don't see it. It's the new, but it's the new Christopher Nolan movie, and he's yeah. a very revered director. Director with Killian Murphy as well. Yes. As the, well, the, the, the cast. I remember them announcing sh- the cast like just after Tenant came out. Um, just very, very stacked. Unfortunately, I don't get to the cinema too often. No. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the last film I've seen in the cinema. Oh, I know what it was. It was Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, volume, that's good. Volume oh, three. I, I enjoyed that. James didn't. That was the last one, I think. Very emotional, wasn't it? it was I thought yeah. so. I'm, I'm shocked they let them get away with some of the stuff in that movie. It was quite emotional. With that rating. Yeah. But it was good. Oh, and I also seen Jurassic Park, the original Jurassic Park. Oh, they re-released it, did they? They, 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 they? It's the 30th anniversary, isn't it? 30 years mm-hmm. since it's been released. So I watched it in the Lyric Theatre for my birthday last month. Yeah. And it was quite interesting watching it. Um, it was only £5 for the ticket. Um, you know you know that film rescued uh, I do. the, the yeah, lyrics, so that's why. Yeah, that's why. That's literally why they had a, a re-screening of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. in, it, was re- it was released, obviously, in 1993, and I know the kind of backstory to it that... Obviously, yeah. they they uh, premiered it as well in in the Lyric Theatre in Camarden, yeah. um, which saved the theatre, like you say. And you know they were supposed to to premiere it fifteen minutes after the premiere in London. Yes. And they put the clock forward, <laughs> and went fifteen minutes before the premiere. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's different time zones between London and Wales, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, going back to it, it was quite it was quite nostalgic actually because I was and everybody can do the maths. I'm not worried about it. Uh, but I was twelve when that film came out, and I seen that in the cinema. And it was only the second film I've ever seen in the cinema when I was twelve, because where I lived in Ireland, it was quite rural, so we only got to the cinema once every couple of years. Um, I'll tell you, you. I'll tell you in a few minutes because I know you're going to ask me what my first movie was. I will tell you what my first movie was. But in 1993, I went to go see Jurassic Park for my birthday. It was released in July on my birthday. And this one was the 30th anniversary, which was the same weekend again on my birthday. And the one that they screened in the Lyric was the same screening from 1993. So it had, you would have loved it if you're nostalgic about these things. It had the original trailers from the 90s. Oh, that's really cool. It was <laughs> very cool. And I mean, if you could get a copy of it, it would be amazing. What were the trailers? Have. The trailers were like Round Trees one, and you're probably all too young for this, but there might be people that'll be on this that will hear it that are older. Um, it was the one where your man goes, There's a moose loose about this hoose. I've heard that. Before. And that's the Round Trees advert. Um, and it was very 90s adverts. There was some of them quite uh, a little bit risky, mm. <laughs> shall we say? They were a bit, they were a bit funny. Um, and I can't remember off the top of my head the other ones, but they were very iconic ones from the 90s. And yeah, that was uh, that was that was my uh, my last film that I seen is Jurassic Park actually from 1993 <laughs> in <the> cinema <laughs> last month. Um, the first film I seen in the cinema was in. 1986 which is probably before some of you were born almost <laughs> yeah, uh, 1986 I think it was 1987 something like that um, it was Superman 4 oh my god 
which was had Christopher Reeves as Superman, which was the original Superman. Which one is Superman Four? Is that the one? So if anybody can tell me what happens in Superman Four, I'd oh, be God. amazed. That's the one where there's like, is he like Atomic Man or something? Oh. Or is that Superman Three? Oh. I think Superman Three is the one where he throws the nukes into space because the kid writes him a letter, and then there's a comedian who's in it for most of it. Oh God, I think Superman Four is the one where he fights like evil, an evil Superman kind of guy. So yes, a hundred percent correct. Superman Four. It's where they get a strand of Superman's hair yes. because it's holding up a globe. I think it might be in, in the um, what's the what's the newspaper called? The Daily Planet, yeah. isn't it? I think it's a it's it's a strand of Superman's hair anyway. It's holding up a uh, <laughs> a massive weight, and they use it to clone him, Max. Luther, Lex Luther, Lex. Lex Luther, yeah. Oh Max no, Luther. it's his nephew, isn't nephew, it? Nephew, maybe, yeah. Because yeah, his yeah, nephew yeah, is yeah. is. The, uh, the, anyway, they clone him, and yeah, it's Atomic Man, and then he, yeah, uh, he, he, he's powered by the sun, but directly like um, like you know, like uh, like solar powered nowadays. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it goes cloudy. So if he was in Wales, he probably wouldn't be very strong because it gets cloudy here all the time. So, Superman is, is solar powered as well, though. That's Superman the, is. Yeah, but he's not driven by solar. He gives him his strength. But it gives it gives him his strength. Yeah, I think like, Atomic Man actually shuts down. Like when you when your oh, ba- okay. when your battery right. stops charging. Which or one is the one with the big supercomputer? Is that the same movie? I know this one that like he fights a computer at some point. Mm, yeah, probably. it's either three or four because those are the bad ones. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, four is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> They're really bad. But uh, you know, for a first film, like I suppose it's kind of iconic. But uh, it's a good film if you're a small tiny child. Yeah, I mean I don't. Know. I don't even know if I enjoyed it, but it just the <laughs> cinema experience was quite, uh, quite exciting. Like you know, what was your closest cinema when you lived in Ireland? Then How oh, it's probably about seven travel? miles away. Seven miles. Yeah, seven or eight miles, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't remember. It was called. I think it was called the Apollo, or something along that lines. Oh, right. And myself and my sister used to go, and when we went, to, um, like I say, it wasn't very often. We used to get little bits of pocket money which is probably only about a pound or two back then and we used to pool our resources so we could buy as much sweets as possible <laughs> inside in the um because my sister's five years younger than me so as much as much sweets as possible inside in the um inside in the shop like which used to be quite fun like you know what i mean yeah you know getting your popcorn as part of the ritual isn't it yeah but uh yeah i can't remember what my first ever film was but i'm guessing it might have been the Phantom Menace, Star Wars. How old then? Probably about five or six. Okay. Wow. Make me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> I also seen that in the cinema, but uh, I wasn't five or six at the time. <laughs> no. I was driving myself there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what did you think of The Phantom Menace, actually? Because I actually have a, quite a fondness to that film, because... I actually, out of the newer versions, I prefer... Well, the final one The Revenge of the Sith I yeah. do like that one that yeah. one's the dumbest Star Wars movie it's, yeah. it's just dumb It's but it, but I think it's enjoyable and then in the old ones I like um, I like um, A New Hope yeah I wish there was an easy way or like a, like a remastered version of the original original version of A New Hope because they, they kind of butchered it they added in a bunch of scenes that yeah, okay, were, yeah. cut, were cut for a reason. Yeah. Um, I think of the new, new ones, the best one I've done. I only had this discussion with my wife last night. Actually, <laughs> randomly, we were talking about these things. <laughs> I was saying that um, Rogue One is by far the best. 
film of, a, of the new generation of Disney it. ones. I've seen... It's prequel to A New Hope, isn't it? I've seen, I've seen all of the it's, new it's ones. It's bang in like the middle of a Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Yeah. Because it's yeah, when yeah, they're it's, building the Death Star. Yeah, it's, it's basically about how yeah. how the, the message gets into... Um, it's like in the middle of how, that. How it gets into Arjun basically. It? How do you get the plans of the original Death Star? That's basically... It probably it. is my favourite one, but I still don't think it's very good. <laughs> I like all the characters. So, but what I particularly liked about the fact is that they actually killed off all the characters. Mm-hmm. The Spoilers, they all die. Spoilers, well, for, spoilers a, for anybody. Spoilers for a seven-year-old movie. No, but it needs to be, you know, you, you, I think if you watched all the Star Wars, you should be able to predict what's going to happen in that sense because they have to, if they they had, they would exist if they existed. It's, it's weird as well because the, the Andor in that movie, he dies, but now his show is like one of the, most biggest one popular what yeah. things they've put out in in a long time it's one of the i haven't seen it because I'm, I'm done with star wars i haven't seen it either actually i'm, I, I'm done i don't yeah. want anymore I've, I've, st- I've stopped even watching the mandalorian i, haven't, I watched I haven't, oh, I haven't finished I'm, that yet but i go back to it eventually. i watched book of boba fett i really like mandalorian season two and then i watched book of boba fett and it, it, it soured me on star wars forever <laughs> i was done and then i heard mandalorian season three was was quite bad so I'm, I'm I'm not watching it anymore. I might watch Andor years from now when I feel like when it's done and I know it's all good, then I'll watch it. Um, so no, back to what you said before. I like the Phantom Menace as well, but I like it because I think it's it's the most pure George Lucas thing. In that, like, if he got to make a movie and he got to do everything he wanted to do, that's what he would make. Because the next two prequels were tainted by the fact that people hated the Phantom Menace. I think people hate the Phantom Menace for two reasons, and only two reasons. Obviously, one of them is obviously Jar Jar Binks, right? Everybody can't get along with him. I he's actually don't my, find him that one. He's he, my, he was my favourite yeah, character. Yeah, I quite like him. Yeah, I think he's quite, he's quite common, yeah. but they need that kind he of might, because it's a bit serious he, otherwise. He reminds me of Max key. walking to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the other thing I think that people were a little bit disappointed with Phantom Menace is that, that again, it's a spoiler, I suppose, even though it's like... 24 years old this film <laughs> that they killed Darth Maul because people quite liked him they mm. thought he was going to be well, like a really 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 good well, character well now we know they didn't but well, that, yeah, that, yeah. that came about later on yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even think he's good in that movie though he's just a guy he just like flips around and stuff yeah but I think it's he's cool of, when they bring him back yeah they but... wanted they wanted I think they just wanted they, they wanted that adversary didn't they they wanted somebody that was because because the like Star Wars again, like I mean, Darth Vader is 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 just ominous. He's not really that scary, really. He's not really. He's just a big dark. He's a, he's a good character though. Like he has depth to him. The the narrative through line of those movies ends up being his character arc, even though you don't really realize until the end. What's he's going a good on guy. He's just he's just. Well, he's not a he's not a good guy, but but he he he, he grows, which like the whole point of those first three movies, even the, even the third one where it starts to become um more about the ties, is, is that. There's no such thing as, as good and evil, really. Every, everything has complexity to it, because Luke almost kills people a bunch of times. He does kill a couple of pig guys in the third one, definitely. <laughs> um, but Darth Vader also does something good in the end, so it's... It's it's, out, it's, it's it's muddy. The, the, the dark side and the light side are a scam. I did quite... I did like, I did like the Phantom Menace. I think I, I'd stick up for it. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd stick up for it. I think, and it's got one of the coolest chase scenes with, with the... With the with the Padres there's a lot of good scenes but I don't it's it's, and it stands up well actually if you rewatch it now like they've probably Mm. done a little bit of remastering with it but it actually still looks quite quite good actually yeah it hasn't it hasn't uh, aged too badly Attack of the Clones it's got Liam Neeson in it it does have Liam Neeson in it and then out of the newer version my favourite was the 
Rise of Skywalker. Is that the first one? That's the third one. Third one? That's the final one. Nine. Oh no, that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like any of them. I mean, it was that, so that one is that one. I, I but do... what I don't like about the last three, seven, eight, and nine, mm-hmm. is that it, the spacey bits seem to be gone, don't they? It seems to be more earthy. The second on land. one. The second one was just a slow race. That's true. Planet. No, there's a lot of space stuff in, in the last Jedi. It, it was just if that's what you're looking it, it for. Was, it was just a complete. It was just a slow race in space. It was they're, just, they're they're racing for the whole thing, and then people leave and go do little adventures, and then they come back and and. Um, I think I could come back and talk about these films and how bad they are I, for, for, I, for three days. I, I can talk about Star Wars a lot, but I always hate doing it because it's just immense. To I don't like this. I don't want anything to do with this. Mm. It's it's just the Force Awakens is like. People say that one's like good. I disagree because if your entire movie is based on teasing things that are gonna happen and then those things end up being disappointing, that's now a bad movie because you didn't deliver on any of what you set there. They probably never should have shown the scene of the Millennium Falcon flying in the first place because that's what everybody wanted. And then when they'd already seen it in the trailer, there was no more to watch. Yeah, they showed Han. It's, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've got a thing about trailers. I don't know if you, how you guys feel about trailers. I won't watch trailers. I, I try to avoid them if it's I, a, I, I if it's something I know I'm I, gonna see. I won't watch. I wa- I watch trailers to decide whether I'm going to yeah, see a film that's, or not. That's the, uh, that's the optimal idea of a trailer, some, to see if you want to watch it, but, but I think they so give away so many things. Because somebody told me a little while ago in 2018 when The Greatest Showman came out, to me it's, it. it sounded like it was a rubbish film. Mm-hmm. Lots of people were big about it. And then I went... Um, and looked at the trailer, and I thought, actually, I don't know, but it looks quite, it does actually look good, and it's got music mm-hmm. in it. And then I said to a mate of mine, do you want to uh, come with me tomorrow and see a, a film called The Greatest Showman? And then he said, yes, I'll do that. And then, and he, he wasn't massively um, convinced before he went with me. Uh, and then we actually both felt we had a really good night when we watched it. Mm. I quite we, like finding movies that you don't actually know but, anything about this, and watching them. But this film, I saw it like six times, and I didn't get bored with it. It's quite, it's great music. I've seen it's very it a uplifting, couple of isn't times. Because I went and saw it with a friend of mine. I saw it twice working. I saw it with my dad. Um, yeah, I saw it with a few people. It's on television now, isn't it? It's, it's been on television a few times as well. So yeah. Yeah. I got I got the DVD and the CD I have for mm. yeah, yeah. yeah it's good very good music yeah I gotta say I I was um disappointed by when I watched the like, I loved it the the Spider Man movie the animated one that came out this year I oh, thought it was really it, yeah. really good yeah, it, it was it, it it really impressed me I I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did um but the trailers ev- like, everything in the trailers is from like the last half hour of the movie because mm. that's all the marketable stuff it's like all the Spider Man in their base that doesn't happen until like no. way into the second half. I will watch it at some so, stage. So, it'll be yeah. on. It'll All be of the on. stuff that surprised Disney. me was in the first half because they didn't show much of that. Me and my co-host here were chatting. You're last... about the mic. You sound a bit fuzzy. I'm sorry. Chat- <laughs> we were chatting last night. Yes. And we were looking at all these silly filters you get on mm. uh, Messenger, and one of them I pressed it, and it makes things happen to both of you, mm. you and the person you're talking to. 
Yeah, I'll pressed, send it to video later. And I pressed on, a, on like, a picture of Spider-Man, and our faces turned into Peter Parker's face. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Spider-Man is my favourite character ever in the Marvel Universe. He's always been my favourite. He's my favourite, too. I think he's... <laughs> he's, he's... He is a perfect superhero. If you I ever think. get a chance to... There's there's an animated TV show from the 90s of Spider-Man on Disney Plus love, people love that one and it is amazing it is, but I watched it when it was coming out week after week because I was you know, a kid at that age and it was amazing it was brilliant I would not, I wouldn't miss it and now to be able to watch it back it's just so nostalgic but um, I don't know how everybody feels about the last Spider-Man movie that they did with uh, with all the, the different Spider-Mans in it I thought it was the best Spider-Man movie I, I thought it was after ever. It's not my my favorite is the new one, the one that came out this year, Across the Spider Verse. I think uh, James disagrees. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's like it's fine, debate fine. It's, it's interesting. I think my favorite Spider Man story is the PS4 game. I think it's really really good, and it's it's the best Spider Man has been in a long time in anything because they let him be in his mid twenties, and they they yeah it it's it's it it hits all the beats for me. But I I think the new movie was pretty good. It was it's it's up there. It's, it's the best Tom Holland one. Yes, it's definitely the best. Homecoming is, is okay, but I'm not a fan of high school Spider-Man. Um, get him out of there as soon as possible. The thing is, like again, going back to, to my age, like uh, Peter Parker for me was the uh, was the Peter was the Tobey Maguire Peter Parker. But oh yeah, for me too. He he the weakest. Unfortunately, he Sony was in charge of it, so it was the those, story, story lines. Although terrible. the only one I remember coming out was three, which is those were mm. those were Tobey Maguire. That those were the best. Spider-Man films. No, 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 no. But to- Toby Maguire nearly was the best Spider-Man for me in terms of he was that. Oh yeah, he is the best. I'm just yeah. saying. But like, Tom Holland I is don't, very good. I don't well, like so. all these new animated. I don't know. I don't know. But they, again, like I mean, it's opening up a different direction, isn't what's, it? What's interesting about the new one is that it's it's um the first one is like a movie about Spider-Man in general. Miles Morales is the main character, but Peter Parker is really important in it. Yeah. But the new one is like very much they use what Miles is as a character. Like the fact that Miles has only been around for about ten years as a character is it's very bit, important to the plot. It's a bit like when they when when Batman retires, shall we say, and then Robin takes over as as they've tried to retire Batman a bunch of times. Yeah, no, 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 no. and then they have like and then they have a new Batman. You know, it's the same concept with Spider Man. I mean, he, yeah, he's got to age, so they've got to move people. Peter Parker on and they got to live with the times as well haven't they they got to change with the times you got to have more diversity which yeah. is yeah you got to have them looking well, modern old. isn't it you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I just think old old Peter is not old Peter but like Peter in like late 20s is just the, the best it's he's he's because he's grown up and he's, he's not annoying anymore because he's really annoying oh you're very it's, annoying. it's fascinating going back to the because I have read some of the original run and it's it's fascinating just how mean he is <laughs> like he's not just quippy he's really mean and and i think he's only in high school for like 20 issues and then he's then he's in college which is when all the interesting stuff happens but um yeah i don't know Sp- Sp- spider-man's a, Spider-Man, spider-man's great i like daredevil as well though yeah he's always yeah to be honest i have to catch up on a lot of that stuff uh, i've lo- i've missed out on a lot of the of the of the recent Marvel movies because um, I can't get to the cinema. I, I just haven't been watching them because they're not good anymore. <laughs> I watched Guardians of the Galaxy because I because I like James Gunn, mm. but I did not watch that. I didn't watch that because it was a Marvel movie. 
That's the thing with streaming, doesn't it? There's so much to watch, like, and you've only got a finite amount of time. It's very difficult to actually catch up with everything, like. Yeah. They've been pretty vocal about how they they've they think they've done made too much stuff recently. That they've they they've really have. they've spread everything way too thin, and and it's everything's suffering because that that secret invasion show that just came out. People have been lambasting. Things are coming out awful. very quickly, aren't they? Like three months after being in the cinema. It's crazy. They're just making. It was cool at first because the first couple shows they did, I enjoyed. But then when the shows got bad because they were making too many of them and couldn't focus on any of them, mm. then then it was. I, I stopped watching. I, I got there was too much stuff. There's no point following all of this. I'm not invested. Will I will I tell you what I've started watching? What have you started watching? I've started. <laughs> only recently. There's a new series. There's a new season just come out. Brand new season. It hasn't aired for, I want to say, maybe seven, eight years, maybe six years. It's animated. Anybody? Futurama. Hey. I got it. Yeah. yeah it, so it, Futurama, it, I've just started rewatching season one of, mm-hmm. of, of and, and, and I'm going to get to the new season eventually. Like, it, it, it never dies. It's been cancelled, what? Cancelled and revived like four, five times now. Times. It's been on loads of different uh, networks. So, yeah. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. You can get me back maybe in about six months' time. <laughs> we can critique Futurama. I thought this was going to be a shorter episode, but we've been, we've been talking for like nearly an hour now. <laughs> um, so, do, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, not really. You, you weren't going to talk about the sport. No. Oh, you wanted to talk about the oh, rugby. Oh, yeah. yeah. The rugby. Oh, well. The fact yeah. that Ireland's going to win the World Cup. <laughs> Wales will win the World Cup. We've got Gatlin back. Yeah, yeah, they're doing well. <laughs> I didn't even realise he left. I, re- I really don't follow it. No. Was, was the new guy bad? Um, well, what's happened is, is that the last time we went to the World Cup, we had Warren Gatland. Mm. He got us to the World Cup for the semi, um, to, to the third place playoff for the mm. second time in his time as coaching Wales in World Cups and we've been playing terrible for the last year and oh, a half yeah. since he left and the new manager came in uh, and now the deal has been that they've got rid of the manager uh, brought Warren Gutland back into that role um, and he is contracted basically just to get Wales through the World Cup. Um, but uh, what's good, what the other guy was doing was just trying, putting different people in all the time. Mm-hmm. Warren Gatland will, will look at a team. If he thinks they're playing well, he'll try them again. If he doesn't think certain people are playing well, he will take them off and give other younger people a chance you've, you've got to be a little bit you know you've got to be quite brutal in terms yeah. of when you let play you can't just let people play because they want to or because they're, they're good it's, most of the time it's like Eng- the friendlies that are happening at the moment are about finding who is fit to play in the World Cup mm. and they only played their first friendly against us on Saturday and then they announced who they the exact team they're taking to the World Cup Monday just gone. I mean, they did they did really well in there. Was it a friendly against England? Yeah. So, but Warren Gatland has the press were the TV was saying to him, "Are you going to go away on Monday? Are you going to come up with a list 
of players or is it too soon for you and he said and he said I probably need to, to he said I really don't know he said the way I probably would look at it maybe I need to see how we play at Twickingham away from home mm. uh, before I can make that decision but he said I might do it on Monday I might leave it to after the game at Twickingham next weekend mm. yeah um, and he said I reckon after the next game I might be able to the team but uh, he hasn't announced so I think he's waiting for this game tomorrow before he can make a decision yeah, <laughs> he's probably he's probably cut down from whatever yeah. they had like but whatever he's done now Wales have just thrashed England last weekend so that's where are they playing again this weekend that, yes so, yeah, okay, yeah. that'd be interesting are, are you going to do a podcast for the World Cup or lead up to the World Cup or we are hoping hoping at some point to get a special guest uh, from Pembrokeshire who used to be an ex Scarlet's player to come in okay. and tell us about him, how he got involved in rugby hmm. and what and a project he's got going on at the moment. Very exciting. So thank you for listening to us today we hope you enjoy this um, and the producer decided he wanted to put the fan on and has we yeah there was a little, there was a little we've just we brought the, the, we just brought the sound of the fan to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so we're all going to say goodbye and we'll see you in the next podcast so it's goodbye from me James Tyler it's a goodbye from Sam Hall. Goodbye from me, the producer. And goodbye from me, Martin, from Mencap. Yeah.